Let us pray. Holy source of wonder and wisdom, move within us today. Inspire our questions and inform our understanding. Amen. What a week. What a world. I was so excited about preaching today that I did something I have almost never done in 30 years of preaching. I wrote my sermon ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Then, Uvalde happened. A too familiar horror. It was a catastrophic terror in the veil of confidence and hope that I tend to throw over reality. I still believe what I had written in that sermon, but it felt incomplete, insufficient for these times. How do we read scripture when we're overwhelmed by pain, anger, and confusion? God's word is never a haven from reality. Faith does not give us an escape from reality. In fact, God calls us to live aware, awakened, and responsible. And God calls us to live as one. Each of us experienced the news of the massacre in Uvalde in different ways, I'm sure. Many of us were at work. Some of us were running errands or involved in activities. Those of us with children immediately thought of them and their safety. We might have reacted with disbelief or anger or maybe the despair of here we go again. I immediately began watching the live coverage on TV, and maybe some of you did too. You know, for 10 years following 9-11, I served the UCC as a member of the crisis response team, which meant that I uh, would go to sites of immense tragedy, airplane crashes, natural disasters, mass shootings, to be there to embody the community, the kinship, the oneness of the people of God in these moments with people. One of the hardest of these experiences followed what's known as the station fire. It was a fire in a nightclub where more than 100 people died and almost 100 more were severely injured. And because of the circumstances, and the fact that the people were trapped inside as it burned, it took 
more than a week to identify who had died and even those that were clinging to life in area hospitals because they were unrecognizable. The people who loved these people all gathered together in a donated ballroom of the big hotel. Um, and we were there together for that week and more, waiting for the posting of another list, with each person terrified that their loved one's name would be on the list, but equally terrified that it would not be and they would still not know. It became a community of sorts, of people that never would have otherwise met, but people who shared an experience so life-transforming that there was no barrier between them. No socioeconomic barrier, no racial barrier, no sexual orientation barrier. These were humans, the family of God. When the shooting happened in Uvalde, and I watched the film of the parents and others gathered outside the, the school, I could almost hear their prayers, their desperation, their hope and their fear, their anger. And then as the days passed, it became even more complicated when we discovered that for almost an hour, those children and their teachers were trapped with the gunman who was killing them one by one while the police were mere feet away. Many of you have heard the 911 calls that that one brave girl called to update 911 on how many more had been killed every few minutes. What a week. What a world. Today, it's in this time that we read the Gospel of John. He was addressing a group of people who were also facing violence and death. And in that moment, what did Jesus say? Did he tell them, oh, don't worry, everything will be all right? Did he talk about who was right and who was wrong? Did he cast blame? Did he tell them to buck up and go on? Let's look at how he chose to pray in that moment. He said, 
I ask that they may all be one. Oneness is an extraordinary concept. It's so foundational that it takes a central role in most of the different religions of the world. For Buddhists, it's the understanding that although we all live separate lives, we share one common root, one connection, one web of life. For Hindus, it's often expressed in the oneness of God who is expressed in many forms, thereby showing that however we worship, however we bring ourselves to God, we are participating in that oneness. And in Judaism, it's at the heart. The Shema, the prayer with which devout Jews begin and end each day emphasizes that oneness. The Shema is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. In our remembering of this, we too are one. In our text, the writer of the Gospel of John wants to emphasize this so much that he uses a very particular word. It's um, from the root of telos, which means the end, but not the end in a sense of uh, loss, but the end in the sense of consummation, wholeness, completeness. And sometimes our, our translations, like the one I just read, translate that as perfection. But a, perhaps a, a better way to understand this word is let it all be brought into perfect unity. That word, that powerful word, we will hear again in the last words that Jesus says on the cross. Often translated, it is finished, but it's that same word. It is complete. It is whole. Our oneness is not because of doctrinal or God knows, political agreement about this or that. Our oneness, according to Jesus, comes through love. He says, you, Abba, are in me, and I am in you, and they are also in us, in order that they may be one as we are one. Now, John is a highfalutin gospel full of difficult, mystical passages like this one. And 
frankly, however much fun for a Bible nerd like me it is to go to the definitions of the words and chase down all the different kinds of translations. Uh, in a week like this, it's more important to ask, how does Jesus' prayer and our study of it make a difference in how we respond to the reality of our life? What does oneness mean in the midst of tragedy, grief, anger, confusion, division, and loss of hope? On the one hand, we have all been touched to a differing degree by the tragedy in Uvalde. Did you experience a different need to connect with someone you loved after you heard this? Did you watch the pundits on TV or read different people with a greater need to understand? Did you want to be with those protesting outside the NRA in Houston? If we but allow it, we have the gift of grace to be able to connect to the feelings and experiences of those more intimately involved because of our shared humanness. But also, did you wonder about the fear and the anger in the grandmother as she tried to stop him from leaving the house with weapons of murder? Have you thought about what it must have been like to be one of the law enforcement people hearing those shots and yet being told to hold back and not intervene? Have you imagined what it's like to have been shopping at the NRA knowing that outside those walls a whole world is looking at you and wondering? From the Tales of the Hasidim is an incredibly rich source and an old rabbi once asked his pupils how they could tell when night had ended and day had begun. One student said, could it be when you see an animal in the distance and you can tell whether it's a sheep or a dog? No, said the rabbi. Another asked, is it when you can look at a tree in the distance and tell whether it's a fig tree or a peach tree? No, said the rabbi. Then what is it? It is when you can look on the face of any person and see your brother or sister. Because if you cannot see this, it is still night. In a time like this, connectedness is tangible and even inescapable. However, it doesn't stop with just sharing 
emotion and, and experience. We are connected not just by our nature, but by love. And love is an active, living thing. We're not called to passively experience. We are called to love, and love requires us to, to act. Because we are one with the victims, with the perpetrators, with the facilitators, with the heroes, with those who failed, with those who grieve, with those who are numb, with those who are angry, with those who are desperate, we must act in love. Each of us will find our own way to love. Some may give help to those who need it and support them financially. Some may work with those who are committed to finding the truth about the response and making sure that the responses are improved for the future. Others may work to find access to care, medical care, psychological care, spiritual care. Some may work to change the poisonous political dynamic that is stultifying our ability to act. We can all work. We can write and talk. We can donate. We can certainly vote. And we can do as Jesus did. We can pray. God, Help us to know that the love with which you have loved Jesus is also in us. And through that love, we are.